Welcome in to the newest episode of the Hot Hangout Podcast. We're glad to have you here with us, joining us for episode 47. We want to say thank you very much uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the Hot Hangout YouTube channel. Thank you for the 164 subscribers over there. Appreciate each and every single one of you. If you're not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, definitely uh, check that out. We've got some new episode reactions for Ahsoka coming weekly in addition to the podcast. Additionally, you can check us out in the audio format of the podcast on Spotify and Apple and anywhere you get your podcasts. Be sure if you're an audio listener as well, leave us a review, a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would very much appreciate it. And as always, you can check us out on the socials at Hoth Hangout, Instagram, TikTok, and X. X. We... <laughs> X. It's, it's kind of growing on me. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna admit, X is kind maybe, of growing on me a little bit. Maybe if we just say it in like that really deep and enthusiastic voice, uh, maybe maybe that'll make it more appealing somehow. I think that's how Elon Musk wants it, just to be like, you know, from the chest, Gruff. You know, X. gruff yeah, deep within. <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. <laughs> Well, uh, we are going to be discussing and breaking down the third episode of Ahsoka today, which, by the way, as I previously mentioned, uh, we have reactions to each of the first three episodes. If you haven't checked out our episode three reaction, uh, the link for that video will be down in the comments or in the show notes of the YouTube video if you're watching the video version of the podcast. Uh, But before we get to all of our Ahsoka thoughts and whatnot, Joey, let me first ask you, how are you doing? Oh, thank you. I'm doing well. Uh, just a, uh, I had a really great weekend with the family. I know we, I know we had already seen each other since then, but had a great weekend with the family. Went to uh, the the farmers market. We watched some movies. We watched Barbie. We also watched Ninja Turtles. So Ooh, yeah, I, it, was a, it was a fun. I felt like you for once. I, you, I'm the one going to the <laughs> movies, and I'm the yeah. one telling you about it. So yeah, it was, I, it's it's been pretty good. Ironically, I haven't been to the movies in almost two weeks, and I'm having withdrawals. So, whoa, are uh, you? Do we need? Are you okay? Yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to have a talk. Uh, not to go too off track on on like a movie podcast tangent, but what do you think about uh, TMNT? I enjoyed it. I mean, I grew up. That was what I grew up on, so it was very cool to see it. A kind of a new spin on it. For those who haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. But uh, just the, I love the animation style. I thought the the characters were really all great, yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that sh- that movie a ton. Like I said, I grew up on that, so uh, just seeing that seeing them again uh, is very cool. Yeah, I heard the have you, like the. Have you TNT seen it? You haven't movie? seen that one yet. No, I haven't. I need to. Uh, traditionally, the uh, TMNT movies have not been great in terms of Rotten Tomatoes scores. Uh, mm. but this one I heard got very high scores, so I, I'm yes. going to have to go see it, but yeah, yeah I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Good, good, uh, good review from you. Yes, absolutely. Go, go watch it for sure. Go watch it in the All theater right. for sure. Yes. That, that might be my next, uh, theater trip. Well, as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about the third episode, uh, of Ahsoka, uh, later on today. Prior to that, we have a couple pieces of Star Wars news as we typically do. Uh, And as we get into that, for those of you who are watching the video version of the podcast, I want to apologize for any like blurriness on my end of things. We're we're uploading something in on the back end. And so uh, just bear with us for the next, my camera is going to be a little blurry for the next three or four minutes, but should resolve itself here in a couple uh, minutes or so. 
To kick off our news portion, there was a recent statement uh, put out by, I guess, official Star Wars sources, Lucasfilm more or less, that uh, regards the Star Wars era timeline. Not a ton of changes to anything per se, other than the fact that, um, particularly when it comes to the Old Republic era, the uh, Old Republic games were explicitly left out as being parts of the canon of this era. Am I correct in that, Joey? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Then that seems what to be the uproar around the the interwebs that the, those games are not included. They included things like Battlefront 2 and Squadrons, um, but they did leave out um, the Knights of the Old Republic games. And I'll be honest, I wasn't even sure. Was Did we think that that was canon up in this point after Disney bought them? Or was it... Is it was it kind of ambiguous? We weren't sure. I think it was left. It, 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 yeah, to some extent, it did seem like it was ambiguous. I don't know if Disney, prior to kind of making it known what is and what isn't part of each piece of this, uh, part of each era, that there there was anything they had ever explicitly said about the you know the old republic games in particular when it came to whether or not those were part of the old republic canon so I, this might be just them officially saying something they've already thought all along and it might be them i don't want to say retconning cuz that would imply that you know the old republic games were officially considered canonical at some point and, and maybe they were and i'm just not aware of that but I, I would assume it's probably something closer to the former that it's just kind of an opinion they've always held and now it's sort of a more official opinion right yeah, and like I said, it wasn't a huge, like you said, it wasn't a huge update. We kind of already knew the names of the eras, kind of where they set. I would like to see more of like the years, breaking down the years of uh, mm-hmm. these particular eras. Kind of, you, you, We had mentioned that in our pre-show uh, talk here. Uh, if we had, you know, from the Dawn of Jedi, when, when is that era? Just so we have an idea of, you know, where we could put things. The answer is a long time ago in a yes. galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and then the other thing, yeah, <laughs> bad joke number one of this, of this podcast. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I think is interesting about years, and we, we talked about this, like you said, in our, in our sort of pre-show uh, talk, is that the reign of the Empire and the Age of Rebellion almost feel like one and the same. You know, like the Age of Rebellion began during the reign of the Empire and sort of just overlapped. And then at the end of the Rebellion, of course, is when you get the founding of the new republic so um i yeah like you said i don't know if you can put exact years on a lot of these i know a lot of them Mm -hmm. you can you know of course fall the jedi begins with order 66 or maybe even debatably before that but all that to say i don't know if there's like exact moments in time where some of these things begin and end like Mm -hmm. for example dawn of the jedi is probably a rough estimate rather than exact year anyways all that to say um the official Star Wars eras have been updated, courtesy of Lucasfilm, officially. Uh, by the way, side note, Old Republic games, fantastic for anyone out there who's never <laughs> played them. Gotta, gotta try them. Okay, I'll try. Yes, yeah, yeah coming soon to a, to a podcast near you, reviewing the <laughs> Old Republic games. Additionally, there uh, is a book that we've talked about on a previous episode of the podcast. Uh, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. We talked about that on episode 44 of the Hoth Hangout podcast. And 
that is officially coming into stores at the time of this recording yesterday. So you can pick up your copy of From a Certain Point of View uh, at any time now. It is officially released. Also, do you want to make a quick note and back in regards to the Knights of the Old Republic games, Gibbo, uh, I think they are, Gibbo was made a note in our, in our chat. Uh, I think they are remastering them and remaking them. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. But I think it's on hold or something has happened to the production of that um, particular, that those games, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully they get that resolved. Maybe they're having a, a writer's strike for the games, too. <laughs> that could be, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, back to the certain, from a certain point of view, the, I guess the third from a certain point of view book. Again, there was a New Hope and Empire one already released previous to the release of the Return of the Jedi one. But once again, you can get this anywhere, get your books <laughs> available yeah. officially. Well, on you August can't. 29th. I actually, I tried to get it at Barnes today. This- Sold out? And they didn't have any. Well, they said they had one, but they couldn't find it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you can't find it? It just came out. You don't have like a stack of them somewhere. So yeah, I, not, not I actually, just anywhere. You gotta you gotta go you gotta go find them. Apparently, I called your Barnes and Noble and I said, hey, how many copies do you have? They said anyway. one. And then I said, I knew it. can you reserve that for me? I'm gonna drive to where Joey lives. <laughs> I knew it. Just just so I could get that last it, copy. It it had your name written all over it. Darth Ben. Yeah. Once again. Yeah. It was me. That's treachery. <laughs> uh once again, <laughs> if you're interested in learning more about the from a certain point of view books, you can uh, check out podcast episode number forty four, where we talked a lot about those in our news portion of that episode. Uh in regards to Ahsoka news, we have a couple different uh pieces of information. Again, before we get to the actual bulk of the Episode three breakdown. Uh, and Joey, these next two things I know are very near and dear to your heart. The first of which, uh, Ahsoka, which we spoke about last week, I think, but now it's official, is available in Fortnite and unlockable less than a month from now, September 26th. Yes. What do you think? Oh, I can't wait. Um, first of all, so the season of Fortnite came out, what, last week at some point? And right, I think it was yeah. last Friday, maybe last Friday or Thursday or Friday, something like that. And to come to find out that yes, the Ahsoka skin is actually in the game, but it's not. Um, it is unlockable in September, so we have to wait until there's. Normally with Fortnite, you have to complete some challenges or what they call quests in order to unlock certain character skins and like stuff like that. So Ahsoka being one of them. So we got to wait. Less than a month in order to get it, September 26th. I am possibly streaming something like that here on Hoth Hangout. We'll see. Uh, maybe I'll take the day off and uh, just keep grinding to get the Ahsoka skin right here on the Hoth Hangout uh, YouTube channel. So look out for that. Nice. Yeah, the, the, for those of you watching the video version of the podcast, uh, the skin looks good. That looks awesome. Cool yeah, to see Star Wars and, and other uh, forms of media and content. That's pretty neat. Yeah, definitely going to be yeah. unlocking her on the first day. <laughs> that's that's what I'm hoping. I'm gonna. That's what I'd like to do. I think I, I wonder if you could just outright just purchase like the the quest and be like, I'll be done with it. You know, because I think you, I think you and I, you and I ha- are on record to say we would spend actual money to get the skin <laughs> in Fortnite. Yeah, I haven't spent money on that game in a while, but I might do it for that. 
<laughs> well, didn't you get it for the Padme? Yeah, the Padme? I guess. What was that like a year ago or so, or maybe less Something than like a year? That, yeah. Something yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying that would be a boring stream. <laughs> it would. What you don't want to watch me uh, grind a quest that says you have to drive like a th you know eight thousand meters <laughs> in order for you to uh, unlock it. Stay tuned. Maybe coming to a, a hot hangout podcast near you. Uh, additionally, the second piece of news re regarding Ahsoka uh, is some new Hasbro Ahsoka figures were released. You want to talk about each of these, Joey? Yeah. So, I mean, th there was quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was quite a bit uh, of new toys that were uh, introduced, but there were a couple of them that I'm really excited about. So uh, there were a couple of Black Series ones that came out. One of the ones that I'm interested in is the Ezra 6-inch figure. And you could see from this particular model, uh, if you're watching the video portion, uh, the video option here on YouTube, uh, it looks like this is going to be not the Ezra that we've seen in Rebels, but the Ezra that obviously from the Ahsoka series. He's got the parted hair, so he looks a little different. Um, and obviously with this being the Ahsoka, uh, uh, Ahsoka branded, uh the toys here this will all be ahsoka from the from her series right so we've got the black series ezra that's six inches there's a what's called the vintage hera figure kind of in the standard three and seven uh 3.75 inch uh form factor there there is a sabine helmet which is looks pretty cool i don't know the sizes i've i've seen like they have like a boba fett one i think they've had a mando one before so now they've got one for sabine which i think is really cool um i would want it but i don't know if it fit my head and i don't know if you could return it after you put it on your head so um that's something that looks pretty cool and then they got a couple of uh older so they they have a retro series which they kind of make them look a little bit older um when i say older like from like the 1977 original series of star wars figures uh they have a couple that are interesting they have one of morgan elsabeth as you can see here, and of course, one of uh, Ahsoka as well. So uh, kind of giving that old school vibe for those. Uh, I really do like those as well because it kind of gives it a, you know, that 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 retro feeling, the old school feeling. It's not like perfect. It, lo it looks very generic. Um, but those are the toys that we kind of grew up on too. So yeah, those are a lot of, a lot of fun things that they, they mentioned there at the uh, thing that Hasbro had an announcement sometime this past week. That kind of showed off all of these, and there's actually more as well. There's some droid ones. There's a couple of chopper ones as well. So uh, a lot of things, a lot of things for collectors. That's so interesting that they refer to them like that. They would even make a retro version of Ahsoka and Morgan, <laughs> right? Because they weren't it, around, obviously, in right. '77 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, to I totally see what you mean. Like just the way the toy looks, it almost looks like it was made in the '70s or '80s, right? neat i like Much more that. generic looking and yeah even, yeah, even yeah. if you look at ahsoka's like like lightsabers they're like just white sticks or whatever <laughs> you know just yeah. not even there's no <laughs> there's nothing great looking about them the, the hilts aren't even designed or like detailed or anything listen they tried really hard in 1978 to make good looking lightsabers from the toy hey, they're, okay? they're, they're, they're doing they're doing their best all right yeah yeah they're trying come on <laughs> yeah those are pretty cool we might have to pick some of those up and uh, display them here on the on the pod sometime. Um, a couple last pieces of information, and then promise we are just about ready to start talking about the third episode of Ahsoka. 
Um, more so announcements than news on both of these, but the first of which is something we teased last week, and we are excited to officially announce that we are going to be guests on the Star Wars Hangout podcast. Uh, yes, that is a different podcast than the Hoth Hangout podcast, which we are on currently. Uh, the Hoth Hangout podcast members, myself and Joey, uh, and maybe we can even have people come on. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, that, that'd be pretty fun. Uh, we'll be on the Star Wars Hangout podcast uh, sometime next week, and so that episode will more than likely be released, I would assume, probably next week, or maybe perhaps the following week, but um, we'll, we'll keep you updated on the socials as well as perhaps on next week's episode of, of the Hoth Hangout podcast in regards to when exactly our uh, guest appearance on the Star Wars Hangout podcast will be going live on uh, on all platforms. So uh, exciting news in that regard. That's our first time getting yeah. to kind of crossover into another podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we get to meet, you know, other Star Wars fans and fans like us who make podcasts. So I think we can geek out about a ton of things. Yeah, my mentality going into someone else's podcast is I'm like, Okay, how do I like not rant too much about Star Wars stuff that I like? Because <laughs> I do that, do that at... here too, as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we I was gonna say, it. do that enough on this podcast that I don't, I don't want to have to do it on someone else's podcast. <laughs> um, and then, and then, so yeah, uh, we'll be on that podcast sometime next week. Be on the lookout for that. And then our very last, really exciting piece of information we want to share uh, is that. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary of the Hoth Hangout podcast, which is really uh, just crazy to believe, and I'm super excited to uh, you know, approach this one-year anniversary, this milestone mark, and just want to say a special thank you to Joey and, and Gibbo uh, for being a part of this awesome, uh, awesome treat that we get to do together as, as Star Wars fans and share in this thing yeah. we love to do together. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to do something special or... Uh, you know, have maybe a, a clip show type of thing. I have no idea, but you know, we we should do something uh, to commemorate the one year. Yeah, actually, that's the cool piece of information I was going to share with you. So, oh, uh, this episode that you all are currently listening to is episode forty-seven of the Hoth Hangout podcast. The fiftieth episode of Hoth Hangout actually will come out technically the day before our one year anniversary. Oh, but really? Episode, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so episode fifty will more than likely be the one-year anniversary episode. So uh, if anyone out there has fun ideas for stuff we they would like to see in the one-year anniversary episode 50 of Hoth Hangout, uh, let us know in the YouTube comments if you're watching the I've video got, version. I've got okay. one thing that I think we could do. What's so that? I, I mentioned this to you and, the, uh, you and Gibbo in our DMs, but our friend Chris from Top Shelf Breaks has uh-huh. sent over some some goodies for us to uh help out with the podcast so maybe we could give away <laughs> Ooh, a nice. nice little box of tops cards uh, top star wars cards uh we did open a box of these on one of our videos so uh to give you an idea of what is in there but yeah he gave us uh, a box here and i think it would be great if we can give it to some of our viewers what do you think yeah i think that'd be awesome probably i would imagine Sometime next episode, we'll try to have something in place, some sort of system to, uh, you know, maybe determine how we're going to be giving those out. So be on the lookout yeah. for, for that information. 
Nice. That's awesome. And and big shout out yeah. to uh Top Shelf Bricks as well, Chris over there. Actually, yes, if you haven't you, if you ha- you don't know who Chris is, uh Chris was a actually a guest uh host on this podcast. What? In episode gosh, I want to say like 41, something like that. 40. Somewhere around there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, go back and check out that that episode if you want. Actually, wanna, it might have uh, been 40, yeah. I think I think 40 because I remember thinking like, "Oh, we should have we didn't record episode forty together. I think that, I think it was with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is awesome, and uh, yeah. And Vin puts in seventy five <laughs> entries for the box. <laughs> Why are there so many entries that all have Ben's name on? Yeah, it? That's so weird. They're like, they're like <laughs> different spellings of his name. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you know? We're twenty four, twenty five minutes in, and we're ready to uh, talk about the the episode itself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, here. we did it. That concludes all the the news we wanted to discuss, <laughs> and we'll try to we'll try to rip through the, um, the the episode three breakdown. No promises that this podcast episode is going to be a lot, uh, less than an hour, but we'll we'll try our best. <laughs> uh, real quick overview: What are your thoughts on the episode as a whole? Uh, I I think after watching it again, I actually liked it a little bit more because okay. of. I think it was it was more because it really hits me as a fan, like a lot of the kind of references and things that, you know, that we would know, you know, that one meme of Leonardo DiCaprio in that one movie where he's like, I, you know, when he he's up, he gets up off, off his couch. That uh-huh. was me, like pretty much the entire episode. So <laughs> so I think that probably I don't know if that will necessarily change my initial score for the episode, but I did uh, I did enjoy this uh, a second time around. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't know if my score would necessarily change after having seen it two times. Um, but nonetheless, I will say I, I loved the episode and um, there was a lot to like about it. And I think just generally, this was something we mentioned just right after our, our initial reaction. Um, I, I said, I think something to the effect of it it was almost designed to be a filler episode but it didn't feel boring mm-hmm. like a filler episode right um and i don't even know if i like using filler is the right word because i think filler implies boring what this episode did is it it was a connecting point between you know the beginning of the show the premiere and kind of where we're going you know this search for ezra and thrawn and and you know tracking down morgan uh, but to imply it was filler i think would mean that it was boring and there was definitely plenty that happened throughout the episode that we'll get to talk about here in a sec. Um, it made it really cool, especially from you know someone's perspective that that loves the lore stuff. I, I thought that was fun to see the inclusion of certain things. And uh, yeah. one thing I did want to ask you about, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. How do you feel like people who haven't seen Rebels are reacting to the show as a whole at this point in time? I think one of two things, either they're kicking themselves because they hadn't seen Rebels or they're upset because this is being catered to people who've seen Rebels, you know, so. Right. I th- Do you think yeah, it so... makes them not like it as much or not understand it? It's frustrating to them? I would, I I, I could see it being frustrating because I, I think about um, even like the Marvel movies when maybe I've missed a movie in the middle of it and they reference something in that movie that I think maybe have been referenced in that movie. And I'm like, am I supposed to understand what this is about or who this person is? 
So I think maybe there, if they had a score, it would drop a couple ticks just because of that. But I can I can see how that people could be frustrated about it. Yeah, I think I think I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes. Like if I had no idea who Sabine was, I think I would be asking myself, why do people care so much about this person? Like it's obvious to someone who you know has seen Rebels, like why we care mm-hmm. so much about her. But I I, I don't know. I guess I want to put myself. I wish I could like wipe my mind of Rebels just for a day, <laughs> that mm-hmm. not forever, just for a day, just so I can know what it's like, how it is to perceive the characters in this show, having none of the foreknowledge. Right. I don't know. Well, you could say a... you could say the same. You could say the same about Ahsoka in general. Like sure, if you haven't yeah. watched Clone Wars, if you haven't watched Rebels. Yeah, I mean, if you if you've only seen her in Mandalorian and Boba Fett, you kind of that isn't a ton of time, right? So, you know, that's you know that's a fair point. How do people who haven't watched all of the animated series hasn't haven't not kept up with the lore? How are they receiving the show? If are they enjoying it? I think I saw that somewhere Disney published like the the premiere got like fourteen million views or something like that. So there's definitely a ton of people interested in it. But, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, and I, and I think I've seen, you know, the, the ratings have been pretty decent for it as well, but mm-hmm. as I'll be interested in, as the season goes on, where those ratings, where those numbers lay episode by episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I enjoy the, all three of the episodes, but I don't know mm-hmm. how much of that is because it's like, let, let me just say it this way. I feel like there's always going to be com- people who complain about something with Star Wars, sure. no matter you know what is being made. I think yeah, this yeah. show, more than any show we've ever had, is leaning very much on prior knowledge, which for oh, some absolutely. people is like, ah, I have to watch this and that to understand this. I mean, but for you know, for, for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we love this because for that reason. Because you mm-hmm. have to watch the other stuff. But some people, that's the reason they don't like it. So, you know, you can't please everyone. And, and I, I'm I'm very happy with it, but there's, surely there's people out there who are like, ah, I don't understand these characters right now. Right. So I just, I wanted to, I want to get a better pulse on on the yeah. community and see what, what, uh, what the general thoughts are in regards to, I think most people far and away love it, for the record. I just, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today. How would people perceive yeah. it who had no idea of who these characters are? But, um, well, just to, I guess, walk through the episode real quick. It starts off with a cool training sequence with Sabine uh, training with Hu Yang. Hu Yang's got the like the General Grievous sabers going yeah. on, and then and then later on, uh, Sabine is also kind of using the uh, the Luke visor blast shield, whatever it's called, the helmet put the visor on it uh, to prevent her from seeing anything. And meanwhile, Ahsoka is kind of like raining, I guess if we're going to call yeah. it that, her, like <laughs> kind of like taunting right. her at the same time. But right, it's yeah. like equally a lesson in patience as it is in the force, probably. So uh, what do you think a of very, that? Like, I feel a very like older sister, antagonizing younger sister type of vibes with these yeah. two sometimes. Where I mean, you could, you know, when... You know, Sabine, you know, she is locked in. She's trying to figure things out. But then, obviously, Ahsoka being able to see, you know, and 
being as good as she is with the force, uh, just kind of just tapping her and just almost, I mean, you know, she, you know, it's, it doesn't with other masters, it seems like she's really, they're really teaching their students with her. There's a little bit, I feel of like um, her, like getting under her skin a little bit, but I don't know if that's just their relationship that they have. It's just, you know, they're, they're, a lot of the things they say to each other is, oh, um, you were too hard on me or, you know, things like that, you know? So uh, I just feel like I feel a little bit of that maybe. Uh, but for the most part, I really did enjoy kind of seeing Sabine in, in this particular scene, trying to learn it all. And it, again, I mean, and it was very, it was a very new hope type of feel with the, the blast mm-hmm. shield and everything like that. So it, it hit home with me here. Yeah, yeah, very cool sequence. Again, to allude to what, to what you just said, the dynamic between Ahsoka and Sabine is something that I think makes is going to and is already making this show special. Uh, I hope yeah. at some point in the future we get supplementary content of like the Between Rebels and Ahsoka mm-hmm. timeline. Just because yes. I think it would be fun to kind of have more even if it's not in like primary media, like like TV or movies, like even if it's a comic book or a, a novel, kind of just about the relationship that Ahsoka and Sabine had, yeah, the first time she tried to train her. So, um, following kind of this training sequence, we get to check in with Hera, who is talking to uh, Chancellor Mothma this time, Chancellor Mon mm-hmm. Mothma. Uh, I would love to understand or get a better insight into the structure of how the new Senate works within the New Republic, like how they adjusted from their mistakes they made the first time. Like, right, does yeah. she have does she have ultimate power? I can't imagine she does. <laughs> I mean, um, you could even tell in this particular conversation she did not have all right, of the power. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely not. Uh, and Hera kind of pleading with them to. Um, and resources to you know seek out Thrawn as he as he is they think has returned and of course the New Republic Senate committee is like girl you're crazy and she's mm-hmm. like nah it's true and of course the yep. other guy whose name is uh Zeno is that has that how Ziono. you Ziono Ziono who you noted is a name from Star Wars Resistance which is something yes. I still have not seen. Yes, that is the uh, the main character's name is Kaz Ziono. So I don't know if this is supposed to be him or supposed to be a relative of his or something. But yeah, you, you don't have that kind of name in Star Wars and not have some type of relation to the last person who had that same name. Yeah. Except for he, he he's kind of not the nicest guy. At least the way he talks to Hera is like, you don't really want, like, we know what you really want. You just want to divert more resources to search yeah. for your friend who's, and in his words, probably dead. Um, right. So this whole time that this conversation is happening, we also noted that Ziono strikes me as someone who's an empire loyalist. Mm-hmm. Just the undertones with some of the things he was saying right. kind of gave us a little bit of that vibe. And even one of the other people in this hollow mentioned the fact that there's going to be empire loyalists at every level, at some, mm-hmm. at, you know, at every level. So kind of maybe foreshadowing that maybe he is one of them. I kind of don't like that as much because we kind of, we've seen that already in the last episode. We're like, all right, there's going to be empire. 
here and you know we squat we found them squashed them and then you know is that what we're gonna do like every other episode is gonna find another one and another one you know i see how that is a possibility and you know it, it truly at every level but i i don't want to have to see it every single time it turns into a bad batch episodes where every every episode is like a, a mission to find the right. empire loyalist <laughs> right yeah it's like you ever watch what is it is it uh psych you ever watch psych I've show. seen a little bit, not a lot though. Okay. Yeah. So uh, apparently, in every episode, there's a pineapple or something like that. Oh, so like... you have to like, you know, it's like a little Easter egg. So just like uh, find the pineapple. So that's what it would be for uh, for every episode of Ahsoka. Find the Imperial Loyalist. Well, hey, we've already got uh, what was that <laughs> episode two where they found the Empire Loyalist? Yeah. And now potentially episode three with this guy. All right. So maybe maybe we'll call this the pineapple. Here's the pineapple. We found him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also, I was kind of like, they were very, just, I don't know. It seemed it seemed quick to say, nope, we're not helping you. We're not sending resources. Right. Like and it didn't really like feel a like general. Yeah, like it didn't feel like there was a dialogue about it. It just felt like Mon Mothma and the rest of them were all like, nah, we're not going to give you any more resources. He's probably dead. Right. Yeah. Like no, no real conversation. It was just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that they, I think they may have fallen a little bit short on this one on this particular scene just because of that. But, you know, I guess you can't make everything 50 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, that we also we should also know. I don't think we've talked about that yet in this mm -mm. episode. Uh, only, I think, not including credits and the recap, I think it was only 31 minutes, Sounds which right. is significantly shorter than both episodes one and two. So... Hopefully we get some longer episodes for the last five of the first season. Here's uh, here's to hoping that that's the case. Shortly after this scene, we also get Jason Sindula, which was so cool to see in live action. Uh, again, yes. for maybe if you're listening to this and you don't know who that is, uh, at the end of Star Wars Rebels season four, you get a glimpse of Jason Sindula, who is the son of Kanan Jarrus and Harrison Dula. Uh and, and this this is so cool to come out to see fruition to, to come to fruition in live action. Uh because uh, especially because of what he said too, I thought. Yeah. He he's like talking to Hera. He's like, I want to be a Jedi. And we're just like, oh, this is great. You know, in the future also, there's also, probably gonna be Jason Sindula stuff. Also, he said he preferred to Sabine as Auntie Sabine or Aunt Sabine yeah. or something like that. I thought that, that was, was the sweet. cutest thing. So, yeah, really hammering home the family feel of the old Rebels crew, uh, Auntie Sabine there and Jason. I would love I to wonder... see like you know them playing together and stuff like that in some other uh, animated series or comic or something. Yeah, that'd be neat. I wonder how much of a role he's actually going to have in this show or, and how much of just putting him in this episode for a minute was like fan, fan service. service. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, hey, I, like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm cool with I'm it. Good. I appreciated I was, I was totally it. Okay. With it. Yeah. But you know, is he going to be like someone who Thrawn kidnaps and is like uses as a pawn against Hera and, and Ahsoka? Oh. Or... oh, I know. I hope that's so scary and sad, but maybe Thrawn, Thrawn would do it. I put anything past Thrawn, which speaking of, still have not seen yet. I don't think we'll see him in next week's uh -huh. episode either, if I had to guess, but hopefully in the latter half of the first season. Something that we've touched on 
several times, especially in the last two weeks of the podcast, uh, is this discussion surrounding Sabine when it comes to how they're going to portray her, whether they just say, okay, she's a Jedi now, she's Force-sensitive, or whether she just goes about this training in a way where, you know, she's not really Force-sensitive, but Ahsoka's going to train her anyway. Uh, and it seems like they've chosen a route that is much closer to the second of those two things. What do you, what do you think about the way they've, they've uh, chosen to go about Sabine's character in regards to her training with Ahsoka? I think Ahsoka said it best when she was talking to Hu Yang about being a Jedi. She, she's not going to be the best Jedi. Ahsoka says, I want her to be the best her, you know, the best Sabine, essentially. And so we're not going to be expecting a Luke Skywalker, a, a Rey, a Kanan, you know, an Ahsoka. You know, this is just going to be Sabine being able, you know, if, if she ends up, which it seems like it's going to, she's going to end up having some force ability at some point. She's going to be, you know, have maybe one trick in her bag. You know, that's kind of how I'm, how I'm going to label this. You know, maybe she won't have all of the, all of the skills, but slowly, and I, I can kind of digest that a little bit better where it's not going to be, because, you know, and we've said this before, like Luke, I mean, he didn't do anything with the force for how many years? And then they gave him the most important job on the uh, on the battle on the Death Star. You know what I mean? Because of because he had the Force, and what did he have Obi Wan for like two days, and then now he could do all of this. You know, so I mean, I think this is a little bit better because it's like, well, and and the same with Leia. Leia didn't do anything that we're aware of um, for a very long time, and she was, and th those were the son and daughter of Darth Vader and Anakin, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, if anyone's gonna have be Force-sensitive, it's gonna be them, you know, and from the start. But, uh, but Sabine here, you know, if, if, if they're gonna go, like, the route of, and, and I think I read something from somebody mentioning about The Last Jedi, how Luke had that long speech about, uh, with Ray talking about the Force and what it is. Remember, she's on that rock doing the meditating there while he's talking, um, and he ultimately comes to the the conclusion saying that Jedi don't own this power; they don't own the Force. This is not, the, you know, it's in with everybody, and that's why he wanted the Jedi Order to end and all this stuff, right? So, um, so I think that putting all that together and then putting this scene in there, this scene with her trying to move the little cup or whatever, and also just her arc at this point in the storyline in Ahsoka, I think it was a smart that, all right, here's somebody that wants to use the Force. And as we know, as we know everyone, everything has the Force within it. Um, now she's just trying to tap into it. I, don't, I, can't, I can't hate on that too much. And the fact that she can't do it yet, I'm kind of that's better because it's like it's not like snap, I got it, you know. But uh, so I'm I'm actually happy with how they're approaching it right now. Yeah, I I, I would agree a hundred percent. I think the only thing I would add is that the fact that they're showing her attempting to do it, just something we touched on in our reaction, like she'll probably to some level, like do something that implies she's becoming more force sensitive like you know even if it's something as small as like being able to like it, she's probably going to be in like a situation of duress and mm -hmm. like her lightsaber is like out of reach and she's like please you know she's like force pulling it and like yeah, yeah. she actually then like she actually force pulls it and you're like oh my right, gosh yeah. like right yeah i'm i'm okay with that 
I just I I don't think they've they've set her up as a character now who's not going to be really powerful in the force, which is okay. I think that's perfect for the character. Uh, so I just yeah, I'll I'll just I'll leave it at that and just say I, I've appreciated the direction they've gone with Sabine's character a lot. Um, and then speaking of Sabine, later in the next scene, we see both her and Ahsoka. A large portion of the episode was actually, it took place in space, uh, sort of in this this dogfight in space between mm-hmm. Shin and Maroc and Ahsoka and Sabine and, and Hu Yang. Can't forget Hu Yang. Yeah. Um, this, was, this was a fun scene and it sort of like, it, it kept going uh, and to the point where it ended where it ended up with Ahsoka on the ship, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Uh, but more broadly, what did you just, what were your thoughts on this scene in general? I, I think we both love certain aspects of Star Wars. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think one of the aspects that you probably have a greater appreciation for than I do uh, is like ships in, and that, mm-hmm. like the space battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, did you, what did you think about this scene in particular? I thought it was great. I mean... Well, I I guess we didn't mention the episode was named Time to Fly. So, True, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, th- there was a lot of time to fly. So this was probably, I don't know, 10 minutes, 10 oh, least, minutes of yeah. the episode, probably. Right. Um, so this this dogfight, the space battle was, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed it. You saw, I mean, you saw um, Shin and Merrick. I think we and we got Merrick's first word or Maroc. I'm, I think it's Maroc. I think that's how she says it. Um, you we hear Maroc's first words there, uh, as you wish. I think I made reference to a Princess Bride there when he said that. Um, so you saw that. You saw Hu Yang telling Ahsoka um, that Sabine and her need to work together a little bit more. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying with the training. Um, I don't know if Ahsoka is like the best teacher. Uh, I, I just don't know. Like uh, maybe she's learning it now as well too. But she she ended up, you know kind of trusting Sabine and what she needs. She even says, like, what do you need as as Sabine was in the gunner gunner position there? But essentially telling her that they need to work together. And because of that, um, because of that, Sabine was able to like hit some of her shots a little bit better. Sabine gave the woo that we saw in the trailer, which reminded me my friend reminded me, reminds me of Finn when he used to hit some hit some of his shots. You know, he he yelled out big woo, you know. So uh, very reminiscent of anything Star Wars there. So yeah, I think that that whole sequence um, ends up being really cool. I mean, satisfying for me, like you said, I do like the space battles, especially, you know, I grew up on like Top Gun and things like that. So mm-hmm. seeing stuff like that is really cool. And then Ahsoka doing some of those maneuvers that she had to pull off in order to get through um, those other ships there. Um, yeah, it was just a good time. I enjoyed it. Um, and then what else happened? Oh, yeah. So then obviously after that, uh, they seem to escape, but then they come across Morgan's, what, what is it? It's like a hyperspace ring, essentially, that, yeah, that yeah. they come into. But Morgan now has to take take over and try to uh, destroy Ahsoka and Sabine with her, what were they called? Turbo lasers? Was that what, was that what they were called? The turbo lasers. <laughs> the lasers with turbo on them. Yeah, the they were fastest guns in the in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt that they kind of got a little bit lazy with that. <laughs> just like just the, just the fast guns, you know. I wonder. Um, and there's definitely people listening to this who who probably know the answer to the question I'm about to ask. 
Is there any reference in Star Wars, uh, just content in general, in Star Wars media in general, that references turbo lasers? Because prior to this <laughs> or, week, I'd... Or turbo, even turbo at all. Sure, yeah. I just, I had never heard the term turbo used in Star Wars prior to this episode. So if someone can find uh, a usage of it, that would, that would be most Ground, for me. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, a big shout yeah. out to one of our YouTube users, uh, Aunt Vesuvius. Is that her name? Aunt Vesuvius. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vesuvius. Yeah, who? Oh, did we lose Joey? Uh oh, looks like we lost Joey. We're having, uh, I guess, some technical difficulties while we wait for Joey to return. I guess I'll attempt to finish what his thoughts were going to be. Uh, Aunt Vesuvius definitely has a lot of knowledge when it comes to Star Wars and is. Always enlightening us on the, the the takes of uh the deep takes of Star Wars and and definitely teaching Joey and I things that we didn't know as well. So, a uh, big shout out there. And I feel like Amasubi, you might know the answer to this. So leave a comment if uh if you if you happen to know the answer to our question. Uh, well, while we oh look, Joey has returned. Hey, I'm back. sorry. No, you're fine. I was I was just finishing <laughs> your uh I was finishing your thought on Amasubi knowing. Uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. So. Yes. So yeah, we've, we do we've... appreciate we appreciate them and all of the knowledge they've given us <laughs> over the yeah. year. Over, over the year, essentially. They've, they've been here pretty early. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, by the way, side thought on Morgan. Did she have the the Witches of Dathomir little mark on her head it, during Mando Season 2? That I don't remember. That I don't remember. We'll have to pull in some footage for that one. I feel like she didn't. Otherwise, it would have been more obvious to people at the time that she was like a descendant of the Witches of Dathomir. Anyways, right. side note. Uh, maybe Amasubi. Maybe you know the answer to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, we got to see... We, we had hypothesized after watching the trailer, we saw Ahsoka in this blue suit. We're like, huh, is that like a New Republic outfit? Turns out it is a, a space suit that she uses to uh, go on the ship's wing <laughs> and yeah. ig ignite her lightsabers and basically like do hand to hand combat with with <laughs> fighter ships. Yes, <laughs> while not floating away. While not floating away, we're still not really sure how gravity works in the Star Wars universe, but I didn't care during that scene because <laughs> mm -hmm. i was like this is pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah right right and kind of and i want to say and i made reference to this in the reaction video we have seen in um in the last jedi when leia actually was in space and was able to force pull herself back onto the ship i guess uh mary i think that the mary poppins move if you will yeah um so we have seen that and I want to say there was another, and I, I should have looked it up since the last time we talked, but I think there was another instance of uh, using the Force in the space, in space, kind of like what Ahsoka did here. But I will say when she kind of jumped off of the ship, kind of did a little twist in the air and sliced up the wings off of one of the uh, the opponent's ships there, um, I I I gasped, I uh, <laughs> I squealed, I I was that was fun. It reminded me a lot of when. Um, Ray did that in Rise of Skywalker with Kylo's ship 
um, there on that one sand planet. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, she did it there as well. So I yeah, so I I enjoyed that. I there's a little bit of a callback to that. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I don't understand physics kind of in general, so I can't hate on it too much. But they uh, but yeah, I did like it. I, the the suit's super cool too. If you're looking on the uh, YouTube video right here, I just I that's a really cool suit. Ahsoka, not only a uh, excellent lightsaber wielder, but also a space man for three times. Ba- they're called space wizards, right? I mean, this is literally yeah. That's a great point. Good, good tie-in. I like that. <laughs> space wizarding, right there. Yeah, Harry Potter would be proud. <laughs> Shout out to all the Harry Potter fans listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, also, Gibbo Gibbo mentioned to us that the marking on Morgan Elsbeth's head uh, was, in fact, on her on her forehead during the second season of Ahsoka. So, so we all just missed it. Yeah, that was that was like re- revisionist history on my part. Thinking, I don't think she did have that. Nope, in fact, she did have it the whole time. Something we also got to see in live action for the first time was the Pergil. Uh, if you don't know what this is or what word just came out of my mouth. Uh, during the Star Wars Rebels show, these massive whale-like creatures um, that are able to travel at the at uh, the speed of light at hyperspeed um, come out of and they basically uh, Ezra communicates with them through the Force and through their sort of attaching themselves to Thrawn's ship. This is the reason that Ezra and Thrawn are not in this galaxy at the moment because the Pergil, uh, you know, attached themselves to the ship with Ezra and Thrawn inside and then jumps to light speed. So these things have the ability to travel at the speed of light, even though they don't look like it. But it was neat to see them in live action because they just... Yes. It, they're so massive. They look big in Rebels, but they looked even mm-hmm. more big in this show. It was really cool to see. Yeah, and th- and they gave us a little bit of lore. I don't think that... Did we know that they can go from galaxy to galaxy up until this point? I don't remember that mm. particular piece of information. Right. Not technically, because the idea of going to a different quote-unquote galaxy, I don't know if it was ex- as explicitly defined as it is now after the first three episodes mm-hmm. of Ahsoka. I think mm-hmm. you might be able to infer that they go can go far and maybe can even like somehow had something to do with the world between worlds uh you know i guess we're still a little bit unclear on how it all just works in general i should say like is this separate galaxy that the pergil traveled to is this accessible through the world between worlds i mean i would i would assume it is but you know we're not still exactly sure how that works so Right. I yeah. guess I'll plead. I'll, I'll plead the fifth and say. Yeah, and EBD. Yeah, and I think that, like you said, they were just massive to see this on screen in comparison to some of the ships that you know the ship that Osoka was in and everything like that. So I think it was just super cool to see them, especially with how important they were in the finale of Rebels, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. with them taking uh, Thrawn and Ezra uh, away from uh, away from the the Rebels team. So. It's uh yeah, it was very cool to see them. Uh I think we did see them in the trailer, so we knew they were coming. Mm-hmm. But 
to to kind of finally see it here was was special. And and again, since we saw Rebels, we kind of have this already information with us. And even more important, when we see it on screen, how cool it is for us. So going back to what you were saying earlier, and no, I yeah, I loved it. I love I love these guys. I don't know how they there's so many of them or where they go, but they're huge, and I love them. Yeah, I hope we get to see more of them. I would imagine we will probably in in next week's episode. And and also we should mention that the the thing that Morgan Elsbeth is building this hyperspace ring is almost in essence an artificial version of what the pergil can do like they kind of are meant to do the same thing more or less like take uh whether it's the person using the hyperspace ring or the person who's like with the pergil uh far away to this distant galaxy at at the speed of light so my question is with with the pergil though like how much how much control or influence or say do you actually have as to when you jump out of light speed or is it just kind right, of whenever yeah. they whenever they want to? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if yeah, because I think we you mentioned Ezra uh, had spoken to them through the Force before, and he's not around, so it's not like he, you know, you know, if he's the one doing it, I don't know who how how it's determined where they end up. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get more info on that as well. Hopefully, we get more Pergil in the next few weeks, uh, and then the episode kind of concludes uh, ahsoka and sabine are able to escape they go to the planet i think it's Denab. i think i'm pronouncing that correctly um and this is also so they hide in the forest they escape from shin and Maroc. Uh, and this is also the planet where the sort of the portal to the world between worlds is where um where balin is with his his knights of ren who aren't actually the knights of ren but kind of <laughs> resemble it that's a run uh, junior. Yeah, exactly. And this is how the episode concludes is this is this look into Balin's face and there's almost uh, you still get this sense of conflict within him and I, I think moving forward I'm excited obviously to see Thrawn and hopefully Ezra. But I think my biggest worry with this show is that we won't adequately explore both Shin and Balin but especially Balin's character because because yeah. of the real life circumstances, obviously that surround the the actor's untimely uh, passing, so I just I I want them to do his character justice. I guess also in the last five episodes of the season, but there's there's conflict with uh, within him and within Shin. We're not really exactly sure what their true motives are just quite yet, but they definitely don't align entirely with Elspeth. I think that's that's pretty uh pretty certain to say at this point. Right, and I'm. I would like to just see the 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 yeah their fully fleshed story here between the two of them, as well by the end of the season. I really hope that happens, but I with all the stuff that's happening, I just don't know if we get it all. Yeah, I I, I would lean that direction too. I hope we get more about those characters, but it it would not shock me if that's something we don't get to see. Yeah. But we can hope. Yeah. so and, and it's some in some way or another i think there will probably be i would imagine like a post episode eight tribute mm-hmm. to uh ray stevenson as well sure well that is kind of the gist of the specificities of the episode we alluded to the fact we gave each of these episodes a grade and in fact if you have watched our reaction to the third episode 
Uh, you've probably heard these episode gradings before, but for those of you who haven't, or even if you had and you just maybe want to refresh around what we thought of each episode, uh, Joey, when we graded yesterday, Joey gave the grade of 8.59, meaning somewhere between 8.5 and 9. But me <laughs> being like, whatever, I thought he was saying 8.59. And I was like, that is so oddly specific, Joey. <laughs> Would you like to amend your score to an 8.59? Are you sticking with what you had before? I I mean, I I think I will stick it to the I, I think I'll stick with the 8.5 uh okay. on the on the episode here. I like I said, I think it was it was it was really fun to watch. It was a lot of the 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 space battle I particularly enjoyed the gravity portion of it I was kind of you know we even if you watched the reaction we were kind of like oh what's happening here we're, we're kind of I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it but the Sabine training Jason Sindula the per the pergils all that stuff really hit home for me and so I, I really did end up enjoying it quite a bit although maybe not the nine point five that I gave the premiere uh, episodes uh, to the premiere episodes. Uh, I will say a lot of that was just for the excitement of the episode as well, um, but I think the 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 length of the episode didn't really hit for me. I wanted this to be a little bit longer. Um, but to kind of what you were saying before, although this may have initially tried to be more of a filler type of episode, I wouldn't even call it a filler. I I, I look at this more of a bridge episode. Yeah, where you know this is this is how to get to episode four. You know, as yeah. opposed to having filler of just like things that don't make have any consequence after the end of the episode, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So like, like Jack Black and Lizzo, you know, just saying, but <laughs> hey, I heard they but, were going to be an episode four next week. Is that true? Yeah, I knew I probably, I would, I hope so. I hope so. Um, so yeah, I think I'll stick with 8.5. I still enjoyed it, but had a couple of things where I raised my eyebrows too. Um, but like I said, still enjoyable. I really liked it. What about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate what you said, not only your score, because I'm also going 8.5, uh, but also the idea that this was that bridge episode between uh, between kind of where we've been with the premiere and where we're going with sort of the hype of the plot of, of this mm -hmm. season. Uh, particularly what I thought this episode did well, apart from just fun action scenes, which I thought were, were good. Again, like some questionable stuff with the space, gravity, whatever. I can look past that. But yeah. what, what I really think this episode was about was uh, both mending and strengthening the relationship between Ahsoka and Sabine. I think that was sort of yes. the point of this episode, right. apart from like, you know, the major plot points of like learning about the hyperspace ring, seeing the Pergil, um, which are obviously important. But the underlying message of this episode is is a bit of maybe even like like Ahsoka being able to forgive herself for giving up on Sabine a little bit by trying to meet mm. her where she's at. I mean, that's what you you she says in the part of the, uh, the of the episode where, you know, Sabine doesn't have to be a Jedi. She just has to be Sabine or be herself. Mm. Uh, and so, like, this whole episode is about those two characters. It's about them beginning yeah. the mending process and and moving forward. And and that's what you see with within the action scenes. It's kind of this Ahsoka's like, okay, like, I need to... Like when she asks Sabine, like, all right, tell me what to do. You know, right. that's just yeah. what do you a small need? example. She, she says, she says, what do you need? I mean, that's, right. that's a pretty yeah. powerful, that's a powerful way to say that. 
Yeah. In other words, like I'm here for you. Like, how can I help? What What do you need exactly? So yeah, that's that's really what the theme of this episode was 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 those two and their their relationship. So uh, only going to get stronger from from here on out, I would imagine. And excited to see where we go in in next week's episode, episode four. Um, any any predictions, by the way, for for next week's episode, or perhaps if you have any more thoughts on episode three, any closing thoughts on that? Uh, I think uh, I think Jason Sandula is going to take over uh, the entire mm. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Sandula is actually Thrawn's apprentice, working from the inside. Right. Yes. Meanwhile, it's Jason Sin- Mar- Mar- Marak is an actually Jason Sandula from the future. <laughs> oh, dude. I okay. Side note, because I'm imagining next week we'll probably talk a lot about the world between worlds. And if not next week, definitely episode five. I just, I think at some point in this show, we are probably going to see played out in live action what an alternate reality looks like of something that has already happened in mm-hmm. in a Star Wars movie. So oh. I think that's Please, where we're going. That'd be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like, now this is like what actually happened. I think it's going to somehow be like, look what could have happened this way, sort mm-hmm. of sort of thing. Right. Anyways, more, uh, lots to be excited about with upcoming Ahsoka episodes. <laughs> After next week, we're halfway done. Isn't that wild? Halfway done. It's a tier. Uh, I'm sad yeah. about that. Gosh, these, these shows definitely need 12 episodes, I'm telling you. Even 10. Eight feels so short. We will be back next week to cover more exciting Ahsoka episodes and news. Again, episode four comes out on a Tuesday evening. That would be, gosh, what would that be? The fifth, fourth? Now that, now that we've having like having like an overlapping month between mm-hmm. August and September, it's hard to count right off the top of my head, but... Um, Actually, let's just let's just get that date right for you now that yeah, I've got <laughs> yeah the fourth. You're right. Uh, I'm sorry, the fifth, the fifth, oh, the fifth, Tuesday. the fifth, Tuesday, uh, September fifth. The next episode of Ahsoka comes out. Ahsoka episode four, again at its new time of nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific, which is fantastic. Which means we don't have to wake up at two in the morning to watch this show anymore. Thank <laughs> goodness. Thank you. Finally, one of the best decisions Disney has made with Star Wars, I would say. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah uh again we'll be there to cover it all including our reaction to the episode which will be available on the hoth hangout youtube channel as its own separate reaction video coming out typically the day before the podcast breakdown of the episode of ahsoka uh once again as always you can check out the hoth hangout podcast anywhere your podcasts are available including Spotify and Apple. Leave a five-star review on each of those. We would very much appreciate it if you did that. And again, if you like the video version of podcasts, check us out on YouTube where you can subscribe to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel and be the 165th or the 166th or the 167th subscriber to the channel. You never know. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to all the 164 of you who are currently subscribed. Appreciate y'all. And always check us out on the socials at Hoth Hangout over on TikTok, Instagram, and X. X, X, X. X, X. yeah. It's, uh, insert reverberating mic noises right there. 
lastly, we want to give a thank you, as always, to Gibbo for producing the show and the videos and all the assets that go into the video, the version of the podcast, behind the scenes, <laughs> and as Joey has noted in our podcast notes, for dealing with our shenanigans. So uh, <laughs> much much love to Gibbo. Actually, love that could be... That could be something we use to uh, we do to give away uh, for uh, to give away that box that Chris from Top Shelf Breaks provided. Whoever whoever makes like posts the nicest comment on the YouTube video about ah, Gibbo. about Gibbo, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey, any last thoughts before we wrap this one? Uh, another fun episode. Space Wizards are canon, and uh, mm. this was. A lot of fun. Can't wait for more Jason Sindula as Maroc. Oh, you heard you heard it here first. We didn't we didn't quite hit the hour mark, but hey, it's okay. We we greatly appreciate each of you for sticking with us and listening to this episode of Hoth Hangout Podcast. Shout out to George Lucas. Shout out to Dave Filoni. Shout out to all you space wizards out there. Thanks for listening to this episode. We appreciate each and every single one of you. We'll catch you next week and may the force be with you.